The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bright Side Podcast. My guest this week is my good friend and founder of the women's wellness beauty brand, Muff Mask, Hannah Rose. Thank you for being here. I wanted to have you on because you're somebody who I feel has really just kind of had a lot of life experience and you always have really good insight to offer, really good advice, and you're such a supportive friend. And also you're a very talented business person, super creative, and I feel like the world would be a better place getting to listen to some of the things you have to say. So I'm happy to have you here. That's so sweet. I almost cried. (laughs) don't cry yet. (laughs) So Hannah um, just had a baby a few months ago. So that's probably why she's feeling a little emotional. (laughs) (laughs) The hormones are still raging. Yeah. um, And just some background for everyone listening. Hannah and I met when we both went to the University of New Hampshire together. And weren't you like training me at a bar? I think I got, is that how we met? Yeah. What was that bar called? It was the one that burnt down. The Tin Palace. Oh my God. I completely (laughs) forgot we met there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I got a job as a waitress at this bar on our university campus. And like, it was literally the trashiest bar you could possibly imagine. But Hannah was running the show there. I think that's where we first met. I'm pretty sure I was under 21 and, and like the only female bartender there. Of course you were. It was very Hannah to be like whatever the coolest job in town was. That was you. It was to pour great bombs for the UNH hockey players. (laughs) (laughs) And then after that experience, we... I feel like through, were we friends during college? Because I know that we were after school. That's what's kind of funny about it. Like we knew each other through college and then we ended up living together after college. I I remember Tin Palace, but my first memory of hanging out was your 21st birthday. And I think that like one of our mutual friends was like, hey, it's my friend's 21st birthday. And I think you guys would really get along and you should come along. We rented a limo and we're, we're going to drive it from Portsmouth to Durham and go out to the bars and it will be really fun. That is what it was. That was my first real memory. But I I do think that we probably met at Tim Powell's before then. Wow. We were really bawling out with the limo at 21. A limo in in Durham, New Hampshire is pretty (laughs) That is so funny. And then, so then Hannah and I ended up living together after college for, what was it, a year or two? Probably, yeah. Probably a little over a year, I bet. And that was really fun. I just can't believe how much time it's been since that because that it feels like yesterday. I can't believe it's how really much memory loss I have since then because I, I it's really hard for me to remember. It was t- yeah over ten years ago, and so much has happened. So and much has happened. Part of that is why I wanted to have you on today because I really want you to get to share your story and your experiences because I feel like there are probably a lot of people out there who have been in a similar situation to you or could relate to your background and your story in some way. But before we get into that, I wanted to talk to you about Muff Mask because first of all, it's the funniest brand, but also it's such a brilliant idea. And I feel like people need to know about this. You're selling it through free people now, right? So selling through free people. We're in free people, urban outfitters. We're in spas across the US. Blowing up. We just started about a year ago. So muff mask is a sheet mask for down below your vagina, whatever you want to call it. Um, (laughs) Vagina is a good word for it. (laughs) I'm just going to go with the general term vagina. 
even though technically <laughs> it's for your vulva, but um, our skin. Who is, knows what the difference is? I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> it's for the skin surrounding Just your vagina. Slap it on down there. <laughs> Just get it on down there. Yeah, we spend so much time, you know, caring for our face and using products on our face, but our more sensitive area, our, our vagina, the skin around our vagina that gets shaved and waxed and chafed and suffocated down there, we tend to ignore. So we just wanted to create a natural and fun way for to soothe and moisture and balance the skin down there. So that's kind of how Muff Mask was born. And you've also said that it's really good for women who are uh, postpartum as well, right? Yeah. we Our first mask, we're, we have in the pipeline, we have some other um, formulas that we're working on right now, but our first mask is really um, targeted towards post-shave, post-wax and conditioning. So razor burn and ingrown hairs, and it definitely can be used postpartum, but we want to make one that's a little more simple. Um, mm-hmm. One of the reasons why we came up with this, actually a good friend of mine was pregnant at the time and she had said, oh, I'm making these postpartum pads. Do you want to help me? They're like padsicles that you put in the freezer and they have aloe and witch hazel and chamomile in them. So super simple. And you put them down there after you have a baby and it feels great. And we were in Cuba for my 30th birthday and it was so hot there. And we were just talking about these pads that my friend was making at the time. And I was like, honestly, I could use one of those right now. So that's kind of how it evolved. And Mm -hmm. Yeah. So eventually we'd like to make one that's a little bit more simpler um, for postpartum, but yeah, for, I mean, I definitely used it postpartum after I had baby Willa. Yeah. I think it's such a cool idea because there's really just nothing in the, that space. Like there's nothing designed to do that. I um, honestly, when we came up with this idea, I couldn't believe it hadn't already existed. So. Yeah. I mean, I need those right now because I've been doing my own waxes at home. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's brutal. Perfect. And I'm telling you, I'm like, I have a bunch of muff masks, but they're all at my place back in LA. You talking about your Cuba trip just reminded me of our Nashville trip. Oh my God. So Hannah and a couple other girlfriends of ours and I were all huge fans of the show Nashville. And this is a spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched the entire series, but Raina, <laughs> when oh she God. dies on the show, we were all so devastated. And so we decided to do a trip to Nashville. Our friends own the Urban Cowboy Hotel there. And so we were like, let's just go out to Nashville and just kind of like get it. I don't know. We were just feeling nostalgic about the show. And if we just went there, maybe we could connect with the dead character. <laughs> it just so happened to run into her. Yeah. And sure enough, we arrive at this hotel and Connie Britton, who plays Raina on the show, was either staying there or she was just hanging out there like 24 seven. And we were such creeps. <laughs> remember trying to like, we were, we wanted to be hang around her, but we were too shy to say anything. And then finally she came over and complimented one of our friends on her outfit or something. Right. KJ. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And we were all freaking out and just so excited that we finally saw Raina. We're like, okay, she's really not dead. <laughs> she's alive. We, did, we really did act like we saw a ghost. It was. We acted like little schoolgirls. We were fangirling over her. We were fangirling really hard. I, I think wish that, that trip may have been my divorce party trip too. Was it? Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Cause that was before you met Jack. Uh huh. Okay. Well that takes us right into what we were going to talk about. So do you want to just kind of... People are like, what's a divorce party? Well, you know, sometimes you sometimes you really just should have a divorce party. Sometimes you need to celebrate. <laughs> sometimes it makes a lot more sense to be divorced <laughs> than it does to stay married. Yeah. 
So, I mean, we can both relate to that. I actually knew Hannah's ex-husband because he was best friends with my ex-boyfriend from college. So Hannah and I were connected through that as well. Why don't I let you take it away? Yeah. So I was with my ex for, for three years when we got married. And I think like any young adult, a young woman, you know, the idea of getting married is just like the most exciting thing ever. And when you're with someone for a certain amount of time, you can't imagine your life without them. And when somebody who you love at the time asks you to marry them, your initial static. Yeah. I mean, your initial reaction is just so excited and over the moon. And of course, yes, you are going to marry them. I mean, you and I have this very much in common because I feel like we sort of, our relationships in ways were sort of, sort of paralleled each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think that at that time and at that age, I mean, I, I grew up always, I definitely always had in my mind a plan when I was younger. I wanted to be married by the time I was 28. I wanted to have kids by the time I was 30 and so on and so forth. And I definitely have a little bit of, you know, anyone that's probably listening that knows me when I say a little bit of controlling tendencies in me, they're probably saying a lot, but um, (laughs) I liked to control the course of my life and, and make sure that things were happening when I thought they should happen. So, you know, I was with this person for three years and we traveled the world together. Um, And when we moved back to the States after living abroad to settle down and he asked me to marry him, planned a wedding within a year and got married and everything seemed like it was going in the direction that I had always envisioned my life going in. And looking back in hindsight, I definitely would say that I wasn't not happy, but this relationship that I was in wasn't, it wasn't everything. Right. It wasn't as good of a match maybe as it potentially could have been. Yeah. And you don't, you know, I, I also think at that age, you're not really thinking, okay, my life partner is... Well, you also don't really have anything to compare it to at that point. Like, I feel like that a little bit about my past experiences. Like, when you're in it, it might be the best relationship you've ever had. At that point, yeah. To that point in time. Yeah. So it feels like it's the right thing. And you just really don't know. You don't know. And I, I think that that's really... At the end of the day, you know, when I when I look back, we didn't have the qualities or we, we didn't have the same goals in life. It, that wasn't really what ended us. But looking back, you know, I'm glad that things happened the way they did because, you know, it led me to where I am now. But it was definitely, yeah. you know, I was married for four months. So when we were going through our divorce four months later, it was the biggest shock of my life. I, we were still getting wedding presents in the mail. And I mean, all of the feelings, I mean, I can't imagine because, because what happened was you, you kind of thought things were going, I know in hindsight, it's different. You can look back and say, okay, now that I'm thinking back on it, there were signs or, you know, I can see why maybe it wasn't going as smoothly as I thought. And I think I have similar tendencies to you where I tend to want to control, which I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's even unusual at all. I kind of think that people, when they have a vision for their life, I think it's probably pretty common that they're just sort of trying to move along at the pace and and checking the boxes as they go. They're going through the motions. Right. And and that's just the way life goes. You meet someone, you're with, with them for a certain amount of time. They ask you to marry them you get married, you have kids and so on. But I think that when you're young and excited about all these, 
boxes that you're checking off. You're not really thinking, is this the right fit for me? Is this the person that I'm, I want to go through life with side by side? Like, can we work through issues together? Do we want the same things? And I do think a lot of people don't really dig that deep before they make that jump. Because yeah, I mean, I don't think I did. Yeah. I mean, and when you feel like you're checking all the boxes, you're just like, okay, well this works. You're not really, like I said, you don't have anything to compare it to. And you're so excited that you're accomplishing your life goals, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think at the time, I mean, I was so devastated at the time and I really thought that oh my God, I got married four months ago. People are still sending us gifts in the mail. I can't believe this is happening to me, 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 me. And I was really playing the victim. And looking back, I mean, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. It was, it was terrible and it was devastating. But I really feel like for me, it took that to be able to grow as a person because like I said, I really went through life having these ideas of what I wanted my life to be and exactly when I wanted those things to happen. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of like, okay, this isn't, this isn't life. This isn't how life. It's not how life works. I think that's one of the, that it's such a good point that you make because I think we all would like to be able to plan everything to go a certain way, but that's just not realistic. I also really think that getting married when you're in your twenties. I do think there are some people, of course, who it works for great. And you're so lucky if you meet the right person when you're that young and you're able to make it work. But I really do think it takes a lot more life experience to understand who the right person for you is. And even to just learn yourself enough and value yourself enough to really find somebody who's going to meet you in the middle and be a healthy match, you know? Totally. Yeah. And I mean, I remember at the time when when the two of you split up because you came down to Boston. I was in Boston with my family and we were going to have tea or oh, something. Yeah, we had tea. And I your, do your remember mom was like something is up with her. Yeah, She's and I could I could kind of tell too because you sort of were just paralyzed. You know, like you were not yourself. Cause usually you're so you're just like a ball, you're just really, you know positive energy and really happy and glowing. And there was just something about you that was off that day. And then you told me right after, because understandably you didn't want to say anything in front of my parents. And I mean, I, I can't imagine all the things that you were feeling in that moment because... I think the biggest thing was I, I really thought that I was like, oh my God, my life is over. No one's going to ever love me again. It was like thinking all these things, you know, what are people going to think of me? all these things that really don't actually matter in the grand scheme of right. things. Right. And, and also nobody, well, you come to realize that people all have, everybody has their shit mm-hmm. and you're not the only one who's had to go through something unpredictable and, and very unfortunate, but like everybody has their thing. And so I think that a lot of people stay in these situations out of fear of, you know, they're feeling embarrassed or what will other people think of me? Oh my and, God. I mean, it would have been so much easier for me to stay in that marriage than it was to walk away from it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You had to be so strong and really dig deep. Cause I know that when it, when it was happening, you didn't want it to be happening. No, you know? it was my, at the time, like my worst nightmare. I was mm-hmm. so, or what I thought was so happy. And then all of a sudden it's like shit hit the fan. Yeah. Your, your world is just turned upside down. Yeah. And all of your expectations and hopes. And 
I remember telling my, my dad, my mom and I are like super close and I talk to her every day and my dad and I are too, but just in a different, different way. And I remember calling my dad and the day of my wedding, he drove me down. Well, you probably remember, but he drove me down in this old truck, this vintage truck, 52 Dodge pickup truck that my Mm -hmm. mom has. And there was a fork in the road and we were turning right to go to the barn that we were getting married in. And I remember my dad saying, he stopped, turned off the car, which is crazy because that car takes forever to start and (laughs) turns off the car and just looked at me and he's like, do you want me to go left or right? And I just, the day that I told, that I called him and told him what was happening. And I was like, I should have told you to go left. So I don't know. I mean, the whole thing is now just such a distant memory where I really feel like I'm so glad that it happened because it inevitably led me to the life I'm living now, which I can't imagine living any other life. And and yeah, well, that's what we want to get to because that's that's why I wanted to have you on here because you're the you are the prime example in my mind. Like whenever I think about my life and how unpredictable it feels and how sort of like up in the air and how I feel like I've in some ways had everything sort of like my world flipped upside down too. I think about you and I talk about it all the time with people. I'm like everything for Hannah, it was like the best thing that ever happened in the end. You know, <laughs> like it all ended up so good. So share that part of the story. (laughs) Well, yeah. So when I was going through it all and thinking in my head, like no one's ever going to love me again. How am I ever going to come back from this? The other side, my now fiance, Jack was saying, what? Hannah's getting a divorce. Like I'm going to marry her. (laughs) I wish I'd known that then, but Jack and I had been friends for like eight years. And when we met eight years ago, we had such a fun time. It was just this one night that we had together and nothing happened. We, we both actually had like significant others at the time. I think we were in college or or maybe it was right after college, but I remember thinking, Oh my God, this guy is so much fun. Whoever ends up with him is just going to have like such a fun life. Uh Um, He is. He's so hilarious. So fun. He is. There's such a solid guy. He's solid. And there's no one else I'd rather be in quarantine with right now. We Mm -hmm. laugh every day and (laughs) He's incredible. So we, I think reconnecting with him after all this happened was just his friends, but he had a different plan. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) one thing led to another and a friendship turned into love and love turned into a baby, a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so and it happened really quick, but like you guys are the perfect example. I feel like of when, you know, you know, like even I knew for you, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh yeah, Jack is like, I mean, I always, you know, adored your ex as well, but it's a totally different thing. You know, like you and Jack have so much in common, you know, there, there's just, it's on another level. And so that's why I think that it's such a good example of what, if you just take the time and, and like wait to find the right person, there's that person out there. Yeah. And I think also when years ago, if someone said to me, like, I'm marrying my best friend, I'd be like, no, you're not like nobody marries their best friend. That's like not a thing, but like truly I'm with my best friend. I mean, Mm -hmm. we have so much fun together we have similar interests. I mean, we are different on a lot of different levels, but I hate the phrase, everything happens for a reason because it's just so cliche, but really, truly everything did happen. Yeah. Your, your story makes me believe that, that phrase. It really does. Okay. So let's jump into some of the rapid fire questions that I ask everyone on the show. Cause these okay. are always fun. Okay. First, I'll start easy. 
What is a song that you would recommend for somebody to get them in a good mood? Because we've got a playlist for the podcast that I add every guest song to. Oh, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Oh. And I actually think that it's, I think that that's the song we danced to in Nashville late night, one <laughs> night in that cabin. But it's also the song that I sing to Willow when I'm trying to get her to go to sleep yeah. and she can't calm that's, down. That's but such a beautiful song. It's kind of just one of those songs that if you're sad, you listen to it and makes you happy or, mm-hmm. you know, any mood, it just lifts you up. It reminds me of KJ because KJ looks just like Stevie Nicks. She really does. One of our, one of our good friends who lives in Nashville, she actually moved to Nashville after our trip there. <laughs> and she, she looks, looks exactly just like, like her. She totally does. What's the best compliment anyone's ever given you? I think listening, a good listener, just like lending an ear to a friend who needs someone to talk to and yeah, you definitely are. I would say that's true. I concur. Oh, thank you. I said that. <laughs> What's the most heartwarming thing that you have witnessed this week? Today, our friends just had a gender reveal for their baby. Are you um, into gender reveals? I don't know. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I don't, I never thought to do one. So, yeah. but it was cute. I mean, it was just like a way to bring everyone together. And what did they do for it? They kicked a soccer ball and it had like some sort of confetti or something in, inside. So his whole family was on, their whole family was on the call and his brother, he's so sweet. He has Down syndrome and just such a sweet kid. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, our friend, Kevin Pierce. He yeah. had a traumatic brain injury and mm-hmm. he has a documentary on HBO. But anyway, What's the documentary called? The Crash Reel. Okay. Because I know Kevin's story, but I, he's another one I should have on the show here because he's so inspiring. You should, definitely. Yeah. Anyways, his brother has Down syndrome and he's just such a sweet guy. And he just was, when he kicked the ball and it was the color that it was, he was just bawling. He was Thrilled. his eyes out. He was crying so hard. Aww. It was just really, really sweet to see. That's very sweet. Like tears of happiness is just probably the most heartwarming thing you can see. Yeah. Aw. Who's your favorite social media follower, follower to either inspire you or make you laugh? Would it be weird to say Jack? No. <laughs> My fiance. I actually have like yeah. noti- notifications whenever he posts something <laughs> or something. goes live because I always just think it's so fun. And then like, he'll be on like live on Instagram and he'll like walk into the room and he'll be like, you know, there's like a little delay and he'll be like, yeah. are you watching my live right now? And I'm like, yes. I don't know. I just think he's so funny. So I, he's absolutely hilarious and he's super clever and very talented. So that's a good one. That's at Jack Matrani for anyone. Oh yeah. There's a shout out Jack. Shout out Jack. (laughs) Something that you would bring back from the past it could be a person, it could be a trend, it could be anything. Probably my Razor flip phone. Really? I just feel like, especially in times like this, even though I love social media and I love scrolling Instagram and I love shopping with like the click of a button, I just feel like I personally have lost a lot of time in my day. Yeah. I could be, you know, doing something else or reading. And I just feel like if we could keep our social things on our computer and not our mobile devices that we carry around with us everywhere, that we would be a little bit more present and connected to. I relate to that. Sure. Yeah. I'm over my phone, but yet I can't stop being on it. Oh yeah. It's a nightmare. It's we're like trying to set like, you know, leave your phone, like no phones at the dinner table. Yeah. Um, No phones after nine. (laughs) 
That it's good. I mean, I think we, we, we all need to be doing more of that. It's hard right now, especially because you're oh, just it's really constantly... hard. I know. I like just anything with electronics. Like I'll walk upstairs. Jack's like goes upstairs and he's like, Hey, I'm going to head up and like work for a little while. And I'm like, okay. And then I like walk by his office, the door shut. And I just hear like a, it's a sound that I absolutely despise. It's his, control, his controller and he's playing Apex Legends. I'm like, are you kidding oh, me the, right yeah, now? All the video games? <laughs> Get off Apex Legends. Boys in their video games. Although I'm sure I'd be into it if I tried. I just don't even, sometimes I just won't even start something because I know that I'll never stop once I do. I don't think you'd be into Apex Legends. I tried for 30 seconds. Well, I'm concerned with this game Animal Crossing because so many people are into it, but I haven't tried it yet. I think if Sims would come back, that maybe I would pick that. I love Sims. (laughs) I think Sims is still a thing, by the way. Or everybody needs a Tomogachi. Yes, I actually had one two or three years ago. I played with it for like a day. It was actually really fun again, but then I lost it. So, which is probably a good thing. What's some advice that you would give to someone going through any kind of a hard time? You're going to get through it. And it's really hard to see in the moment, but time really does heal everything and makes you stronger and you learn how to cope with tough situations and what is something that you do to cope or I'm a true Vermonter. I was born and raised in Vermont. So Mm -hmm. I, something that just helps me kind of escape is just being in, in the outdoors and going for a walk in the woods. And I don't know, there's something about in the moment, like, I don't know if it's raining and you feel the raindrops like on your head, you're like, I'm here right now. I'm breathing. I'm okay. Just being really present in the moment and finding simple, simple things to focus on. Yeah. Like we're here, we're breathing, we're alive. And I think that's what my obsession with roses is, to be honest with you. I feel like roses for me are like a touchstone where if I can find a rose, it kind of centers me. And I don't know where that started, but it's like anytime... If I just go for a walk, if I'm feeling stressed, if I can just find a rose, which fortunately they're everywhere in LA. So I just find one. It just fully brings me back into myself. Well, also there's something to be said about like sense and certain sense that like senses that ground you. So like the smell of a, a rose is maybe grounding or makes you feel calm or at peace. Mm-hmm. I just think it's finding those things that help you and bring it back center and like be in the moment and be present that help cope with things that are crazy on the outside world. Yeah. Okay. Well, before you go, I want to ask you the same thing. I like to ask everybody this at the end of our recording. So if there's anybody, because one of the purposes of this podcast is to try to be helpful in other people's lives and just be more spread positivity. So do you have anyone in your life who's either going through something hard right now or who just makes you feel like they contribute to your life in a really positive way and you would like everybody listening to send them some kind of positive energy or positive thoughts? A close family of mine who lost their father, husband recently, and he was just such a staple in our community. And this happened pretty recently. So Mm -hmm. I think I just want to send good vibes their way and especially during a time like this, when we have this pandemic going on, you know, I think a lot of people that are suffering personally, you know, this is kind of overshadowing all of that. So I think just remembering that, you know, there are 
people out there that are going through tough times aside from what's going on in the world. And yeah, that's know, a very good point. And loss and making sure yeah, to just, connect with them and call them and tell them you love them. And so mm-hmm. I'm just, yeah, sending good, good vibes to that family. Okay. So we'll all do that. Well, I'll have them in our thoughts. Thank well, you. thank you for coming and doing this with me today. Thanks, Thanks for, for stepping away me. from the baby. Yes. That was I'm so sure much fun. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I'll be talking to you like every five minutes for the next yep, sure I'll talk to you <laughs> rest of my minutes. life. Yep. <laughs> Give okay. me a call. Well, have a good night. All Miss right. you. It was Thanks. good to see you on here. All right. Okay. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.